this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between a scrum master and a leader, an agile leader, if you want. But before we talk about the comparison and contrast between scrum master and agile leader, people often compare and contrast uh, scrum master and agile coach. And people often ask me, what's the difference? And the oversimplistic answer is $200 per day because a scrum master should be working at an organizational level. The oversimplification comes from assuming that people have to do scrum, people might use some other approaches. But I think in in the current setup, scrum is really the most popular approach, uh, rightly or wrongly, it's the most popular approach in the market. And if an agilist isn't familiar with it, I think it says a lot. But that said, people can use other approaches and the decent Scrum Master should be aware of other approaches. They should be well-versed on product management, on design, on other agile, lean agile approaches. The Scrum Masters who are really worried about are the ones who really only have Scrum in their toolbox. And Scrum.org is leading the way with that by having a Scrum with Kanban workshop. And they've got a Scrum with UX workshop as well. And so I, I think they're demonstrating that they're open to other approaches. So let's go into the conversations that you might have, whether you're a leader or a scrum master or agility coach. A friend of mine said to me years ago, he used to draw a line and he used to have at one end of the line, I used to draw a little circle and say, give answers as a give advice when asked a question, give the answer. And at the other end of the line, he had another little circle saying, ask questions. In other words, I want you to ask me questions so that I find out the answer for myself. So professional coaching is based on that premise. And it's a bit binary. Well, it wasn't really because it was a bit of a sliding scale. He used to say to people, where do you want to be in this conversation? Do you want me to ask questions? Do you want me to give answers? But it's not as straightforward as that. I think there's actually a triangle, really. You could be a mentor. You could be giving answers. Or you could be asking questions. Or you could be educating people. But for all of these, my position is I want to ask for permission. Tom Meller gave me a tip some years ago. He said, John, don't ever give advice unless people ask for it. And he was giving me advice when he said that. So there was a bit of a paradox there, but I really appreciated that tip. In other words, let's not inflict help on people. And people might want you to give advice. Typically, when people are less familiar with agility, they expect answers as they get more agile if you like they expect to be coached maybe to find the right answers for themselves and when you as a scrum master detect or as a leader when you detect that the people in front of you aren't aware of some additional options where basically they don't know what they don't know what i would do in that scenario is i would ask for permission to just go into a 10 or 15 minute teaching moment and so what i tend to do with my conversations is it's based on pull, not inflicting, helping people, inviting, not imposing, asking for permission to either give advice, to ask questions, or to educate. I just wanted to start with conversations. Just to go a little bit further from that, I came up with a kind of a one-pager in terms of what do I expect a scrum master or an agility coach to do? 
the first thing I would expect is that you would observe, you would listen, and you would learn about the domain as well, the technical domain, maybe also the business domain. Don't be so quick to jump in with solutions, particularly in non-software, non-tech. There can be a tendency uh, for people to jump in, and a lot of the agile approaches were designed for software. So you have to be very careful, really, about assuming they'll just work in any other domain. You really need to understand the context, and you need to learn. And I've had people teaching me about rock pressure, for example, when I was working in an oil company. And of course, I would do my own study as well, but I needed to learn. So observe, listen. The second thing is you should really be helping the team to continually improve. The team, if they're using Scrum, will be probably doing retrospectives. If, if you're doing some other kind of lean agile, you might be using Kaizen, where you agree to continually improve or continuously improve. But there should be improvement. So you're encouraging that improvement. And in the 2020 Scrum Guide, the Scrum Master is actually on the hook for the effectiveness of the Scrum team. So if the team is not improving, we can look at the Scrum Master, really. The other thing I would say is, from a Kinevan sense-making point of view, you need to accept that the situation that you're in will have its own washing instructions. I love that washing instructions metaphor from Pia Maria Thorian when I interviewed her on the Exigility podcast. People have their own washing instructions. Teams have their own washing instructions. In other words, you treat them differently. You do, they all, don't all use the same approach. They might not even all use Scrum, for example. So from a Kinevan sense-making point of view, if you're not familiar with Kinevan, maybe just Google can have an executive and a video will come up where I explain it over 15 minutes. But there's five domains there, and depending which domain you're in, you might want to act differently. So accept that the situation will have its own reaction type. A scrum master should be fixing problems, but I hope people in the team are fixing their own printers. I hope the team has already tried to fix the problem that they've come across. Uh, and then once the scrum master takes this up, really are trying to fix that problem, remove that impediment, as we say in scrum. And they never give up. The scrum masters that really irritate me are the ones who give up. They just accept that things are crap around here and they don't continually improve. And then they just become part of the problem rather than really trying to help. They're just getting into the mechanics rather than really trying to improve. You're not really agile if you're not improving, if you're not fixing problems. And in one context, I had two teams when I onboarded them to support them and they expressed a desire for me to help them. I discovered that each of those teams had an impediment that was seven years old. So that's really not a, a good sign. So I, I was all over those issues like a rash and people were wondering what's going on. This has been like this forever. It's not good enough though. So as a scrum master, I would, I would be all over that. Uh, scrum master should be facilitating conflict. If there's conflict, healthy conflict is okay because we want people to find the truth, the right idea. But if there's unhealthy conflict, people making personal comments to each other and getting a bit emotional and talking based on principles and so on, that's not so good. Managing that or facilitating that conflict, I would say. Also facilitating a purposeful rhythm. You get teams, particularly this time of the year, summertime, where people would say, oh, well, such and such and on holidays this week. We should do a retrospective next week instead. And they're just excuses. There's always somebody uh, on holidays or something going on. So just be rhythmic, really, about your events, whatever events you have. If it's Scrum, you've got the daily Scrum every day. If you're planning that day, you still have a daily Scrum. So being really rhythmic about that. Facilitating team decisions when teams are struggling to make decisions. Not being the chairperson, but facilitating the discussion so that it can be fruitful. You might pull out six thinking hats out of your 
hack, for example, to help the team unlock some decision-making. And also as a Scrum Master, facilitating large groups. I don't really expect the Scrum Master to be facilitating the events. I, I talked about that in another episode. Maybe the retrospective is the only one, and even then that might be rotated amongst the team members. But I think a good Scrum Master should have large group facilitation skills. Probably should be familiar with the brain structures, open space, lots of innovation games and so on, different ways of making sure that we can be productive as a large group. The Scrum Master shouldn't be just focused on the team level. They need to be working at an organizational level, uh, team of teams, teams that we interact with and so on, to make sure that the issues that are beyond the limits of the team, that they are being dealt with, that we're not just accepting processes that are incongruent with agility we're trying to either delete some of those or we're trying to change some of those so that it's a bit less friction scrum master should be broad and deep in outcome oriented agility not just pure feature factory type delivery but really clued into what's going on in product management design also technical i would say while scrum master doesn't have to be technical as per the scrum guide in and less large-scale scrum we prefer the scrum master to be technical to have more credibility in terms of what's going on and understanding what's actually going on. A few things that we'd probably like you to avoid as a scrum master or agility coach, not being a kind of a police person, not being a secretary or admin, not inflicting help on the team, not being the chairperson, not being a superhero. So these are things that we would discourage in a scrum master. So this would be like a 2021 personal opinion of myself in terms of what a scrum master should be doing. And I think the nuance you might see here is the focus on understanding product management and design more. We need to move past agility being about delivery. It was never really all about delivery, but it has become misunderstood as that. So discovery, the focus on discovery is going to be crucial as we move forward. So that's Scrum Master or Agility Coach. So then what about a leader? It's quite similar, actually. So you still observe, you still listen. Except maybe we expect you to go a bit deeper in terms of observation, go see and really see what's going on. Also acquiring knowledge about what's going on in the system, still fixing problems. A leader has more power to fix problems. Again, the leader needs to be, I won't say use situational leadership because that has a meaning, but accepting that the situation will have its own washing instructions, just like we had with the scrum master, looking at what kind of domain we're in and thinking about which way we react accordingly. Uh, a key difference, I would think, between uh, a Scrum Master, a duty coach, and a leader would be the leader would be scouting for unmet customer needs, would be scouting for new customers, new products, and they would do that through discovery. A good Scrum Master would support this, but a, a really good leader would understand that most ideas should never be born, actually. We should do experiments to assess whether some of these are really going to fly or not, and even then they might not fly. But we tried to use evidence to inform our decision making also a leader should be a performance coach not just in terms of individuals but in terms of teams having the teams to be more effective uh, a good leader would be technical would understand what's going on so if they don't really understand the technicalities of what they're doing particularly if people's lives could be at risk my view is that a leader should be technical a leader is a gardener so they're trying to cultivate the environment for agility and they might be changing or deleting processes and workflows that impede agility very similar to a scrum master in that regard just the leader is more of a gardener whereas the the scrum master is trying to convince the leaders, if you like, convince is probably the wrong word, but trying to encourage leaders to be gardeners. So almost like the coaches for the leaders, really. A leader should inspire, which would be another difference as well. Okay, a scrum master, agility coach would inspire from the point of view of why are we doing agility and 
uh, understanding you're trying to get alignment in the organization about why we're doing agility and then helping teams to figure out what way they can achieve that and encouraging self-management and so on but a leader should be inspiring herself and should be inspiring others and should co-create the direction of travel where are we going and, and should be a catalyst for what we call aligned autonomy so encouraging autonomy in teams but also alignment so alignment behind some kind of direction that we're going in. So very, very similar. In addition to that, you've got creating new leaders. So a really good leader will create new leaders without leadership actually being a position. And they would be promoting self-management, promoting self-designing teams, focus and flow. You can't really have flow if you don't have prioritization. So focusing on prioritization, having less backlogs, encouraging the backing up the Scrum Master when we're trying to be really rhythmic about our events and so on, promoting improvement, the opposite of complacency, and promoting people being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Now, maybe we don't know when we're going to deliver. Maybe we need to be living with uh, probabilistic forecasts, which still might be smoke and mirrors, but a lot better than a cast iron guarantee would deliver by a particular date. And then get a ransom note one month beforehand saying we need another 5 million. Promoting backstage leadership, promoting people being technical, and promoting data-informed decision-making. The things that I wouldn't say don't do, but maybe consider stopping, would be pushing work into teams before they're ready. They pull it when they're ready. Pushes, it's not saying never do it, but it's something you should consider stopping. Consider also stopping giving 100% guarantees when it will be done. And consider stopping focus on precision and perfection. Sometimes good enough is good enough. Context matters and so on. But just be careful about that. And again, not inflicting help. Although sometimes as a performance coach, a leader will need to step in. Uh, and in addition to that, maybe doing less of the broadcast communication type style and maybe focus more on uh, two-way communication between people. So really trying to understand what's actually going on. Be careful about that. So just making sure that you're really trying to listen to what's actually going on. Again, not being the superhero and less big bets as well. So you could win big, but you can also lose very big. So try to focus more on experimentation, discovery, figuring out whether we're on the right track rather than put a massive bet saying we're definitely on the right track. So if you look at this, if you look overall, here you've got what does a Scrum Master Agility Coach do? And what does an Agile Leader do? They're very similar. I think the key difference really would be the leader leads the way in terms of direction and then creates the space where that might happen and is understanding that it's not just about delivery, that two thirds of things are rarely or never used. And so maybe we should be trying to have a heat seeking missile to find the value in the market and we may use really cheap experiments so we don't lose our short and massive bets. Even if we've got loads of money, we could be making even more money, have much happier customers if we really try to laser in on the customer and meet customers. So the, the focus on inspiration in terms of direction, and uh, scouting through discovery and meeting customers and also basically being a gardener they'd be the key differences i would say but then the scrum master agility coach would be encouraging the leader to do exactly that under the organizational wide change agent responsibility that i've pointed out in this particular episode so there what i see is the key differences between scrum master agility coach and uh, leader. I hope you found that useful. Next week's first topic, someone had a call with me today and I was told that Agile, we seem to add too many meetings. We can't get anything done. 
And so we're going to talk about that. That seems to be a problem for lots of organizations. Agile, adding too many meetings, so many meetings that you can't get anything done, particularly when people work in different time zones. So for example, Europe lining up with people in East Coast America, and maybe we're only time to get our work done is actually in the morning before the Americans wake up and then this meeting mania um, and unsustainable pace once people in the US start interacting with the Europeans, or it could be two other continents, your context would be different. So that'll be our first topic next week. Also a reminder as well, some episodes that'll be coming up. Dave Snowden on the 19th of August, Klaus Leopold on 8th of September. And I can also tell you that Pia Maria Thorien will be on the show as well within the next month. I hope you found this episode useful. If you want to submit any topics, please feel free to reach out to me directly on whichever social media channel you're on or by leaving a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash daily flow forward slash message. Thank you.